But I am alert as fuck now, man. Talk to me. Hunter, it's time. Time I told you about the incident. Welcome, Podience, you ghoulish gals and depraved dudes, you sinister sisters and bestial brothers. Welcome to this Kimohawk Sessions shop of sinister splendors. Here, your senses we scare through oral nightmare. This is a Halloween horror short story segment. So special. You'll greet horrors as you sleep, feel scratches skin deep, see blood when you weep and hollow promises of your safety just won't keep. Today, audience, we will spin a tale unique, your attention it will pique, and we will hold said attention through haunting technique. Lock your doors, melt some s'mores, appease dark gods with a blood sacrifice from sinful whores, and settle in to feeling unsettled. Falsetto Prophet presents The Basement Party Part 2 Peepholes and Utility Poles Main Characters Hunter Hawk Cavalier Lewd and Loyal Picky with Friends A Practical Joker when Opportunity Permits Able to Dive into a Cause He Deems Worthy And He Would Be an Alcoholic if not for the fact that he is Irish. Small family, only child. Identifiable features. Faux hawk, wicked joker, half-smile scar on back of his torso. Bruce Sawdecker. Tough as nails, life of the party, and down for anything. Easy going until he hulks out in the occasional rage. Nothing scares this man. Not since the vague incident in his youth. Dry sense of humor, which can turn more damp with alcohol. Medium family with siblings. Identifiable features, a shitload of tattoos, and a black Viking beard. Dialogue begins. Let's head the fuck back? What in the name of Aphrodite's tampon are you talking about? I'm still processing this grotesque, stapled invitation. A mixture of satanical and satirical. I was just fucking asking you about this demented, trending fandom hysteria cobbled by unseen cyber-cryptid fans. And now we find this shit? Old-school brick-and-mortar, scratch paper, and pencil-lead style? Might as well be an ancient papyrus scroll holding some mummified loins together. Some local crackpot took the time to slap this on this splintered, weathered wood. I want to know why. I want to know now, goddammit. And was that paint on that flyer? Or something thicker than water? Hunter, bro, two things. <laughs> First of all, I appreciate that sly Greek reference. Glad to see I was not the only one who played attention in Miss Vlacho's Greek history slash mythology course. Second, could spend what remains of this fleeting goddamn daylight explaining to you what I have to show you and the significance of that shit. Or we could just head the fuck back to my pad right now. 
Because if I can access my wife's laptop, I may be able to shed some magnified light on this elusive dark matter. She is a rat of the pack persuasion, and has most certainly been bookmarking all of the links to this unsettling shit. I think I have seen something similar to this, in between catnaps in my recliner, while she diddles the keys on her laptop. And blood? You think it was blood? Not likely, bro. I used to work goth rock concert venues. Plus, my sister works in the fucking trauma unit for a spell. I know blood when I see it. I can see in your brown fucking eyes that you are serious, man. Your black beard, blanketing your face, serving as an exclamation mark on your request. Normally, I crack wise that brown eyes mean you're full of shit. But even drunk, I detect your sense of urgency. I get it. We can head back real fucking soon. I just don't want to be caught in this darkness, stumbling the fuck around atop this crumbling, uneven ground, half-sloshed either. But let's check a few more utility poles, man. I have to see if this was an inexplicable fuck fluke or if there is more weird shit in store. I have to know. Oh, you know me. I love the beard. But the wife hates it. Always pestering me to shave it. But it's part of my sawdecker heritage. Alright, man. But let's just move with purpose, shall we? I can barely see ten feet in front of me. And unless you are on a shitty blind date with some unsightly Gorgon creature, that is not a good thing. I have not felt this motivated to move my ass since I got my new job. Of course, they are paying me for the effort, so I'm usually on double time. I thought your check ass got LASIK, man. Cat-like reflective eyes in the dark, they said. Ninja vision, they claimed you would walk away with. What a crock of shit. Oh, and as far as Greek history, I only stayed awake in that class because Miss Vlachos was not half bad to look at. She always puckered her lips, boasting the day's shade of lipstick, which matched daily her downright criminal low-cut cardigan perfectly. Granted, I did not understand the crux of what the fuck she was lecturing or going on about half the time due to her thick-ass Aegean-rich accent, but any teacher port in an adolescent storm will do. You get me, Bruce boy? And as far as work goes, you work too hard, man. This late afternoon cocktail slurping day serving as a fucking rarity. I rarely see you anymore. Ever since you started working for Umbrella, we all think you work too hard. Man, what can I say? I'm a workaholic. Never have I ever been paid so supremely goddamn well. And my eyes work fine, you Irish fucktard. It's the looming darkness that obscures my sight. Yeah, yeah, I remember Miss Vlachos. The jocks call her Vlachos Nachos. As in she is not yo nacho. <laughs> but she was spicy and appetizing and served up hot. God bless Greece, they used to chant. Poor woman, she was so oblivious. She smiled all the while, thinking they were eager to learn more about her culture, which, in a roundabout way, maybe they did. <laughs> Man, one day we can reminisce about her reasonably attractive Greek ass. But for now, let's just check these motherfucking poles down the way and get back to the apartment. I, Bruce Ice Bloodvane, let's take Havenwood Lane. There are some poles feeding the same grid in a cluster closer together. Might allow us to finish this before it is blacker than your sister's black fucking eye. You seem concerned, man. Looks like your ice-cool veins are starting to thaw. May have to call you Bruce Lukewarm. You can go fuck yourself, you crazy fool. I told you, my wife, my sister, my half-brother, every mother, brother, and any other sucker who would listen, nothing scares me. I'm just fucking curious. Like you. Now, I know I work too hard. And they give me about as much shit for being a dutiful fucking worker bee as they do for embodying a no-fear clone in a no-fear zone. <laughs> but we can chat about that shit later. Less dumbass bustle, more whole-ass hustle. Let's fucking go.
The non-biological brothers jogged with alacrity and at purposeful pace. Their directional orientation of travel held straight as the ominous crow flies when able. They knew the neighborhood terrain well. These late-day cocktail-sipping excursions occurred with a frequency their wives were neither excited about nor fond of, but rarer as of late on account of Bruce's ridiculously strenuous work schedule. It is not that the ladies wanted to attend these drunken ambulatory adventures, just that they worried the guys would be guys and fall into something closely resembling trouble. It was not uncommon for Hunter and Bruce to even frequent some nightly walks, a nightcap stroll to finish a telling conversation outside earshot from the apartment complex. They knew which roads to traverse with caution, and when they could sprint with semi-reckless abandon. They knew the lawns free of forgotten clutter, remnants marking a sloppy trail of toys, the attention-deficient children left in their ceaseless struggle to find a toy, trinket, or widget that could occupy them satisfactorily for more than three fucking minutes. They knew which fences had the crossbar facing the front lawn and thus afforded the chance for any near-do-well vandal or delinquent to hop over effortlessly in mere seconds. They knew which homes housed dogs that meant business and the little shit dogs serving only for show, their strident bark well dwarfing any conceivable bite. They moved with impressive grace, considering that between them, about 11 shots of liquor sloshed violently in their empty guts. This being Texas, you did not want to wildly traipse into just any motherfucker's backyard, particularly at night, when the law almost invited bloody death to trespassers by way of one well-aimed home defense round. They would only employ fence hopping if there was pressing need to risk the scaling. The eve of twilight long since gone, the one prominent vestiges of twilight now dim, dying embers, all succumbing like a drone-like emotionless cult bowing down to the vast black night. The utility pole wired streetlights kicked on ten minutes ago, the nostalgic reminder of youthful kickball and baseball, the visual realization those activities were over for the summer day, and the coveted nightly game of flashlight tag was imminent. Hunter had folded the unsettling flyer evidence up into a four-square configuration and slid it into his jean back pocket as they hustled. No local dogs were heard barking, yelping, or whining, but the air was filling with the sounds of southern pests. The cicadas, crickets, and other creatures, deceptively vocal and loud for their unimposing size. Darkness was damn near here, but they found one creepy fucking clue, and maybe, just fucking maybe, there was another clue to pursue. They approached the next utility pole, and a long line cookie cutter configuration of unsightly power lines, telephone poles, and street lamps, both breathing heavy, sweat already leaking out a high-proof booze, salt-skin-sweat mixture as they slowed to a purposeful walk. The tension wire, high and taut above, emanating constant, unseen, but perceivable electrical currents of dread. Ever since Hunter saw the Mothman prophecies, 
he believed that invisible channeled currents indeed fed something otherworldly, something baleful to those unsuspecting dog walkers, stroller pushers, and leisurely stroll takers who braved their mundane affairs below the droop and dangle of the lines. No time to consider the Mothman now, just time enough to unravel this surreal social media-linked mystery. Uh, Bruce, do you see anything on this one? Like that last poll? Nothing so far. Just the usual county power company inspection date tags. Some nonsensical graffiti markings and a faded poster asking if I know God. Oh, and then below that, asking if I know that God knows that I deserve a better credit score. Hmm. Okay, okay. I'm scanning this fucking thing thoroughly. I see nothing overt. Yo, you got your cell on you? Flash that fancy bright light feature in my direction. Once Hunter shined Bruce's phone, mankind's new age contemporary flashlights, on the dilapidated pole, two things came into focus. The first was that the utility poles are downright fucking disgusting, similar to a low-rent hotel mattress. The knowledge that some people's tongues have willingly stuck to these things in the winter months, facing bravely those dumb shit dares they are called upon, to face by their cruel classmates was unsettling enough. But as Hunter leaned in close and peered with rapt intention, he noticed something far, far more upsetting. Man, look at this. What does that say? Does that read how I think it does? What the hell fuck? Give me my phone. Bruce leans in close his attention fully directed at the concave pole and the message that adorned it. No. No way, man. Someone is pulling our dicks. That is all this is. Some fuckbag's idea of a brilliant way to pass time in their lame, womanless life. I don't know, Bruce. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? In the bright, crisp illumination, Bruce read aloud the hastily carved message, a freshly cut wound in the backside of the utility pole. With nightly crescent near, quench here your fear. Take the knife, forsake the strife, be the life of the basement party. Carved beside the message, an old-style teacup on a saucer, and some red droplets of blood appeared smeared, fresh, as though whoever, whatever the fuck, left interrupted, their makeshift mural carving unfinished, or was it incomplete? What in the goddamn twisty titty shit is happening, man? This is miles past weird, and fucking reality is some distant horizon, man. I mean, Joff was telling me some shit like this just a few weeks ago, consistent with what he finds online. But that man lives for social media. He has broached all sorts of weird nonsensical shit before. He dwells in the dark web, the obscure, the obscene, the occult. He grew up with Bigfoot, the Kraken, and pagan blood sacrifices. If it was unsightly or unseemly, he was neck deep invested in it. Hell, my wife has mentioned this new age viral basement party that is supposed to give new life, where you let yourself go, face your fear, to erase your fear. A few times too, probably more. But when she starts talking spiritual or Wiccan, elemental of the earth shit, I usually smile and zone out, simultaneously in my recliner, my sanctuary where things make sense after a long ass getting fucked by my boss kind of day. First, it was her change in diet. Then she turned her back on any item processed. 
said if she ain't grow it herself, she don't trust it. She was always reading some obscure articles from some South American herbalist or Nepalese nutritionist. I could never keep up. Well, what the deep fucking shit? I mean, no way is there any credence to the circus amateur hour bullshit. One thing is for sure, I am not thinking about my long-ass day at Umbrella Corp anymore. I don't fucking know, bro. It sounds like you are the expert here. At least you have heard shit about this. I am just a sad mushroom being fed shit in the dark. This is the only time in my life I wish I was more tech-savvy, and I wish I paid closer attention to viral videos and the cyber-consumer culture. What do we do, man? Two polls? Similar messages? This cannot be a coincidence. A hoax, more like. That is it. It is a hoax. This has the making and trappings of someone's idea of a joke. They probably fashioned this flyer and carved some bullshit with their box cutter and live-streamed it to feed into this fanatical frenzy that has caught on like a shitty idea in a room full of retards. Why are they different symbols? Why the different messages? There appears to be a similar theme between the carving and the flyer, but shit seems to be getting more intense. Now, there is a knife carved into wood? That is a hell of a commitment compared to some rinky-dink twat flyer. And I am more convinced that shit is blood, man. Blood droplets. Serving as some sinister signature. As Bruce nodded, wide-eyed, slightly vexed and perplexed, but in general agreement. They slowly shuffled over to the looming pole in front of the most impressive home on the block. Four true floors. A basement. The entire footprint of the home. Two westward-facing windows that resembled long, rectangular eyes. And if this house is anthropomorphic, then the colossal chimney must be the tunnel through which the sound travels. The darkly humanistic face of the Amityville house came to mind. A wicked gothic iron rod fence separated this unattainable property from the remainder of the residence. No lights offering even a modicum of purity or clarity flickered within. A small red bulb offered paltry illumination on the front porch. Likely a subtle Texas message to steer the fuck clear. Or you might get shot, or otherwise violently got. Their eyes focused on the last pole, the out-of-place, shadowy palace relegated to their peripheral. Bruce gripping the lit cell phone tightly as though it was the only old-fashioned key in his grip, granting him entrance into something resembling heaven, did not need to let Hunter borrow it this time around. No, for this third pole, Bruce patrolled and examined the base of the pole with a vigilance only a cub mother could appreciate whilst on the Serengeti plains. Let's just see what fucking awaits our dumbasses at this one, huh? He moved the wide beam of the light from base to sky, and then back down again. No sector unstudied. He was looking for something eerily familiar. A flyer? A carving? A bloodstain? Anything that was fresh, odd, or foreign to an otherwise ordinary piece of county property. Seeing anything, bro dog? I'm looking. I'm looking. I just gotta check the... In that telling instant... Two events transpired. Bruce dropped the square, sleek, modern flashlight and took two steps back. He put his hands on his waist and bent down a bit, similar to how David Mills did in Seven when he realized his pregnant wife's head 
sat lifeless in a box. The killer took the time to tape up. The light was still on the phone as it faced upwards towards the pitch black gloom serving as a hellish canopy under these unsettling proceedings. I can't, man. What the fuck? Seriously, you fuckers? No, this ain't right. No, this is not right. Fuck this. Bruce, what the hell is it? What is it? No, 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 no! Bruce collapsed on the curb, just a few feet shy of the pole. Hunter picked up the phone and shined the beam right where Bruce had it trained before. Along with another cluster of semi-dry blood smears, his crude investigation revealed the following. Along with the crown of blood circling almost the whole message, was written in white, waxy chalk. Fear your fear you will face. Your fear erase. Come alive in debasement. There was a small hole bored into the pole, a few inches deep at least. And above the hole, written in a green, greasy residue, a four-letter word, keep. Hunter walked over to Bruce. He looked down at his distraught comrade. Bruce, what the fuck is going on? You have to tell me, man. What does that mean to you, and why is it fucking you up? Bruce takes a few deep breaths, composes himself. It's not a hoax, man. I don't know how the fuck to explain it, but what is written on that goddamn pole? It shouldn't be there. No one, and I mean no one, should know about that. My childhood fucking fear. I mean, it was too long ago. No one is supposed to know. No. No, this can't fucking be happening. No. No. What are you talking about? Is it as dark outside as the dark web your booty buddy Joff dabbles in? I was fucking drunk moments ago, but I am alert as fuck now, man. Talk to me. Hunter, it's time. Time I told you about the incident. Part 2. Peepholes and Utility Poles Concluded Tune in soon, audience, for The Basement Party, Part 3, Clashing Rug Dashing Runners. This is Falsetto Prophet playing Terrified Hunter Hawk. And this is Wham Bam Cam playing Petrified Bruce Sawdecker.